Good morning, everyone awake this morning. Stand with us. We're going to worship. When two or three are gathered in his name, we're going we're gonna, to worship him, and he's going to be here with us. Amen.
of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Could you put your hands together right now and clap to the Lord? The Bible says, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Why don't you turn to your neighbor right now and say, I have the victory. I'm a winner. Hallelujah. I have the victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So good to see all of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Such a wonderful time we've been having around here. And Thursday night, just a great crowd. And I'm thankful for all those that were in attendance. And God bless you richly. And God did bless. We're thankful for that. And, and the touch of the Lord that's been upon our small groups another really really good attended week in our small groups this week and then add that to to a, a, a very good number on our on our Thursday night service and and just blessed of the Lord and of course today daylight savings time may ha have some people a little late in their mind or late on their arrival or, or whatever and then Couple of that with spring break and, and text getting this morning, hey, we're not going to be here this morning. Hey, we're not going to be here this morning and, and, uh, and such. And, hey, I understand life. Life is life. And, and uh, we understand all that. But we are so glad that you all are here and uh, come to worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. Somebody say amen. Amen. Why don't we stand back to our feet? I know you've been standing for a, a little bit, and we'll get you seated here very shortly, but let's stand and let's go to the Lord in prayer and just ask for God's strength and his touch, his anointing to rest upon the house and to bless his people and continue to bless his church. I do, I'll mention it again, but April the 2nd on Palm Sunday, we'll be going to two services, a 9 a.m. and an 11 a.m. identical services and uh, looking forward to that and, and, and just pushing forward with, with the vision of God and the will of God for for the church and, and uh, excited about what God is going to do. Somebody say amen. Amen. So just reminding you about that every, every week. And, and uh, hey, Easter is coming April the 9th. We're about a, a month away, four weeks away, I believe, from, from Easter. Start inviting people now. Easter is a time where, where most of your in, invites, a very high percent of the people, high percentage of the people that you invite for Easter Sunday will come. So what we have to do is actually invite them. We have to make the effort and take the effort and, and give that invitation and say, hey, I want you to come with me on Easter morning to, to worship the Lord. Somebody say amen. 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 So we can have two overflowing services on that Easter morning. Does anybody believe that? Anybody believe that? God's going to do great things. He's going to add to the church daily such as should be saved. Somebody say amen. 
Let's go to the Lord. If you have a need in your life, lift up your hand, represent that need. God knows our needs even before we ask, but he wants us to call upon him. He wants us to ask to make our petitions known unto God, okay? You've lifted up your hand. You've represented that need. You can speak that need out right now as we lift up our hearts and our voices together, calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus together. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we ask for your strength. We ask for your touch. We ask for your power to come down in this house, Lord, and meet needs. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you know our needs, God. You know what we have need of before we ask. But, God, we're casting our cares upon you, for you careth for us. And I pray right now for strength. Come on, lift your voice. Help me pray right now. I pray right now for strength for everyone. I pray, God, for encouragement. Lord, whatever your will is, if somebody needs healing, heal their bodies. Touch them right now, those that are watching from home or wherever they might be. Lord, let a healing touch. Go to them right now. Virtue to flow into their bodies right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, encourage today, strengthen today. Help someone to receive, uh, Lord, everything that you have come to provide for them. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let somebody be baptized in the saving name of Jesus Christ. Let somebody be filled with the glorious gift of the Holy Spirit. Let somebody be healed. Let somebody be delivered. Not my will, but thy will be done. And it's not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Lord, strengthen right now, encourage right now, touch right now in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. We love you. We praise you. We thank you, God. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Hallelujah. God bless you. We're going to go ahead and dismiss the children to go to the respective classes at this time. If you have to give today, you can give by way of cash or check in the offering bucket, the black bucket in the back, or you can, you can be seated, or you can give online at clcsugarland.com. You can also text to give at 281-612-7707, and God loveth a cheerful a cheerful giver. Somebody say hallelujah. And it's just good to be in the house. And, and I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. And will continue to do right here at, at Christian Life. Again, just another very good uh, uh, attended week of small groups. And that's with one, uh, one or two of our small groups. Again, not meeting this week. So uh, just thankful for the, uh, uh, the push forward and, and how that is working and how that is being attended. And God bless these small group leaders for, for putting forth the effort and making it happen in Jesus' name. And, and, and just really excited. Um, it was another number of like a, around 120 for, for our small group, our small group meetings. And, uh, you know, if you couple that with the... Uh, with the, the Thursday night service, man, we, we, had, we had a lot of participation this week, and we're thankful, thankful for that. Keep coming, keep attending, keep, keep going, keep being strengthened one with another and by each other. We are better together. We are better together. You're not an island isolated to yourself. You are better with others. Somebody say amen. Amen. So, again, we welcome you 
to Christian Life this morning. If you are a guest in the house, if, if you could go to clcsugarland.com slash connect or take your camera and point it towards the QR code up there and it'll direct you to the proper place. And then if you could just fill in your information. We want to know that you're here. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to visit you. We're not going to do anything that's, that's going to pester you or anything. But we do want to know that you're here and we will send you send you emails and such. And, and uh, again, we are just glad that you're here and that honored that you chose to come and worship with us this morning. Here at Christian Life, we're leading people to become fully devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do this through next steps. Next steps, it's find, belong, grow, and serve. Find, what do you find? Relationship with God, salvation that Jesus came to give you. Find, belong, what do we do there? We connect to the body of believers. We do this primarily through small groups. And again, very good numbers this week, and we give all glory to God. Connections are happening, and it's very positive. It's a very good thing. Thank you again, small group leaders, for making it happen, for staying on top of it and making them the success that they are. Find, belong, grow as we discover our purpose. Uh, we do this primarily, at least a starting point for that is growth track. Growth track is a prerequisite to serving on any of the teams here at Christian Life. So the first thing in your next step, if you have not gone through growth track, your next step is to attend and go through growth track here at Christian Life so that we can finally serve and become a difference maker, making a difference in other people's lives, making a difference in our community, making a difference ultimately in the whole world, and that will make a difference in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, it is so. It is so. Just to uh, reiterate, April the 2nd, Palm Sunday, two identical morning services, 9 a.m., and 11 a.m., and I'm excited about that. Begin inviting people, as I said a moment ago, to our Easter service now. Easter is April the 9th. That falls on a Sunday again this year. Are anybody listening? That's kind of funny. It falls on a Sunday again this year, so we will be here worshiping the Lord. And as I said a moment ago, it's a time where a high percentage of your invites will attend. So invite, and let's have an overflowing crowd for both services where Jesus Christ will touch individuals' lives because that's what it's all about. Somebody say amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. So this morning, be a little teachy, but we're going to talk about praise and worship a little bit today. How I worship is the title of the message. Think of all the things, all the things in your life currently that are trying to come between you and your love for God. Just think about it for a moment. Think of all the things that, that try to supersede where God is. God is number one, but then there's things that rise up. Things, not necessarily bad things, but, 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 but things that just come and that they try to supersede our, 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 our first position that God is in, in our lives. And, and, and there's a battle for our worship. It goes on consistently. It goes on continually that, that wants, to, wants to take over that first place in our life that is rightfully God's. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, if you just go through life and you cruise through life and you're just taking life as it comes, you know, priorities slip and priorities change, not necessarily because that you say, hey, I'm going to make this a priority. It because you don't say, hey, I'm going to make this a priority. Other things seem to slip up and take the, the priority that is rightfully 
rightfully God. So what you need to understand, what you need to understand about worship, what you need to understand is that we all worship something. Everybody worships something. You take inventory to the things that get your time. You take inventory of the things that get your money, your loyalty, your energy, your affection, your expression. You take inventory of those things. It's okay to have a love for some things, and God says it's okay for that, but you don't want to put anything before your love for God. You can't love it more than you love Him. You can't prioritize things more than you prioritize God. Worship is our response to what we value the most. Worship is our response to what we value the most. And this is huge because whatever I worship becomes an obsession. Whatever I worship becomes an obsession. Whatever I become obsessed with, I imitate. Whatever I become obsessed with, I I imitate. And whatever I imitate, I become. I become like what I imitate. So this is very important. What you choose to give your time, your energy, your money, your passions, your affections, and your expressions begins to shape your life. Worship changed the worshiper into the image of the one that is worshipped. Now, regardless of what it is that you're worshiping, that statement is true. I'm going to say it again. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshipped. And folks, we want to be conformed into the image of Christ. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be conformed unto the image of Christ. If you don't like what you're becoming, Maybe we should take inventory of that which is on the throne of our hearts. We praise God. Now, praise and worship are, are two different things. And just, just a reminder for some, and it'll be, it'll be new for others. But we worship, uh, we praise God for what he has uh, done. God blesses you, you give him praise, you give him thanks for it. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. You give him praise for that. It's for the things that he has done. So none of that is about me. It's all about him. It's what he has done. We worship God not for what he's done, but rather for who he is. He is my peace. He is my victory. He is my father. He is my savior. He is my Lord. And I worship him for who he is. Praise can be horizontal. Stay with me if you don't understand uh, uh, that at the very onset of me saying that. A lot of what we sing is is really to each other or or, or to lift one another up in uh, uh, the sight of God to one another. We say, isn't he great? We sing things about about he's a great God. Isn't he awesome? Isn't he glorious? It's like we're talking uh, one to another when we're doing that. What are we doing? We're, We're getting together. 
together and we're saying, hey, he's a great God. He's a good God. He's a wonderful Savior. Isn't he? Isn't he? What happens is, is some come in here and we don't feel that. We don't feel like we have victory. But, but the people beside us are feeling it. The people up front are feeling it. And after a while, you start getting it. And you say, yeah, who is like the Lord? Nobody. Who is like the Lord? No, nobody. So you start getting that. And we be, begin on that level. And that is just another reason why it's important to come to the house of God. This part comes from you and it comes from us. We come together and we talk about the goodness of God. We sing about the goodness of God. And it begins to lift us up and lift our perspective up about God. This part comes from us. It comes from you. We together. I can worship without you, but sometimes I need some others to agree in praise, to agree together in praise. There's no one like our God. So somewhat horizontal there. But then when you move over to worship, worship is vertical. Worship all is, uh, is vertical. We should never do anything in a worship service uh, that draws attention to us. Uh, when we do something that makes us uh, stick out, no longer are our eyes on Jesus. Uh, our eyes are looking uh, at you. Uh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to draw attention to self. We want to put all the attention upon uh, God. And these dynamics are important. Uh, one more Worship is a response. Worship is a response. Praise is a choice. So everybody that gathered in the house this morning, everybody that's tuned in wherever you might be, worship is your choice. God, you love me. I love you too. I'm choosing to worship. I'm choosing to do that. Praise isn't something you naturally want to do. You don't naturally just want to, to offer up praise. While worship inwardly is something you naturally want to do, it's just important uh, to know what exactly you are worshiping. Some folks say, well, it's not natural for me to worship God. It may not be, but worship is inside of you. Everybody worships something. So you just want to make sure that your focus uh, and your attention and your worship is God. Praise focuses on God and not on me. Praise puts the attention on to the Lord. The whole part of praise is not about me. Folks, we live in one of the most narcissistic societies ever. We are a selfie generation. We want everything to be always about us. Now, God cares about you. He does. There's no doubt about that. God wants good things for you. He wants to bless his children. That's biblical. That's truth. But you'll get joy. You'll get peace. You'll get victory when you get your eyes off of you and on to God. When you get it off of your situation, when you get it off of what you want and you put it on God, then suddenly things begin to come. Joy begins to come. Peace begins to come. Victory begins to come. 
So you can sit around and talk about all the stuff that's wrong in your life. You can cry a puddle. And he does care. He does want good things in your life. He, he does care when you cry. He is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. He does. Or we can come into a place and sing about the greatness of our God. And just magnify him regardless of what may be going on in our life. Whether we've got a good report or a bad report. Whether things are falling into place on the job. Or whether we're struggling just to get ahead. Even if things are going bad or going good. We can come in here and begin to focus all of our attention. And all of our efforts on God. And God will have his way in our life. So. Praise focuses on God and not on me. Psalms 50 and 23, those who sacrifice, thank, thanks, offerings, honor me. It's about our God. We, uh, what we did the first 30 minutes here of service, I believe it's about 30 minutes that we, we sang and we worshiped. It's all about him. It's not focusing on the singer. It's not focusing on the, the instrumentation, the, the musical uh, uh, performance. It, it's all about lifting up the Lord. Look, this may help you understand the difference. Praise reminds me of the eternal, not the temporal. It reminds me of the eternal, that there's things beyond uh, what we see and what we feel, what we can put our hand upon. Gets my eyes off of the here and now, and it focuses on the big picture. In fact, when I praise, uh, I'll make some declarations that by the natural eye aren't currently true or doesn't appear to be true at the time. God, you're great, and I've got the victory. A while ago, we, we told each other we were victorious or we had the victory. And some of you may have said it, and on the inside you think, well, well, I fought with my wife on the way to church, and I don't really have the victory, or, or, or you've been, been struggling with something on the job, or in your personal life, and you're thinking you don't really have the victory. Some of you even might have said, I'm not singing, because for me, it, it might not be true. I'm mad, and I'll just sit here and let the others sing. Listen, if you can get your eyes off the temporal once in a while and think about God's reality and not our reality, not what we see or not what's in our right now, and focus upon God who says you are victorious, who says you are the head and not the tail, who says you are his child and he wants to bless you. Instead of thinking that we're defeated and thinking that we're struggling. So in the English, you get the word praise in the largest book of the Bible in the Old Testament, Psalms. It has 150 chapters in it, songs of praise. It's important to God. Praise and worship is important to God. The only word you get in the English is praise. But in that word that's translated into praise, there are seven different Hebrew words. Words that we'll briefly talk about each of them. It's going to be real quick here. I'm going to give them to you. The first one is this, and I'll probably mispronounce all seven of them. Somebody say amen. And that'll be all right because most people don't know the right pronunciation of them anyway. You know, if you go to Google Translate or, or, or just type in the word of Google, and then they'll have, they'll have uh, uh, some words that come out, and you can vocalize, you can hear the way they're pronounced. If you go to three different ones, do you think all three of them are the same? 
I've done it, folks, and I do it. You have to choose one of the three. So who really knows? Who really knows? But the first one is this. H-A-L-E-L. Hallel. It's where we get the word hallelujah. The jaw means God. So we get hallel, God. Hallelujah, God. What's that mean? It means to rave, to boast, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish for the Lord. This isn't my definition. You look it up for yourself. That's the definition that it will give. It it sounds a lot like our sporting events of the day. You you know, people wait in lines for parking. They'll they'll, they'll be bumper to bumper to get into the parking lot. They're they're, uh, head to head uh, uh, waiting in line to get in the door to have their ticket uh, checked and, and to scan before they get in and then finally go and find their seat. They wait in lines. They spend hours of their day to get there. They watch the game and then they talk about it all week long to their friends. Think about that and folks I like sports I enjoy it but God's a whole lot better than that God's a whole lot better than that Psalms 35 and 18 I will thank you in front of the great assembly not just by myself in front of the great assembly I will praise you before all people Second word we get out of Psalms is yada, yada, to acknowledge in public. You need to know this. I got God. Some people say, well, I got God down in my heart. It's a personal thing, and I'll just keep it silent and praise him to myself in private all by myself. Jesus even said, if you cannot acknowledge me in front of people, then I can't acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. Folks. Uh, this uh, matters. Psalms 138 and 1 says, I will praise, uh, praise Yada, you, O Lord, with all of my heart. And then here's the third, Barak, it says. Barak, that is to bless by kneeling or bowing down. To bless by kneeling or bowing down. It can be physically obviously, but you present yourself to God expecting to give God to give you something that you don't currently have and it humbles you to the bowing down or to the kneeling down. An attitude of, wow, God, you're such a great God. You're such a generous God. Psalms 103 and 1. Praise Barak, the Lord. Oh, my soul, all my innermost being, praise his holy name you came in here in one condition you're going to leave in another condition if you'll present yourself to God the fourth one is this Zamar Z-A-M-A-R it's making music to God with strings Psalms 92 and 1 said it is good to praise, uh, to get those strings going, to get that guitar strumming, to get that bass uh, thumping. It is good uh, to praise the Lord uh, and to make music uh, to your name, O Most High. Strings, instruments, uh, praise him in the string instruments, praise him on the organs, uh, praise him. Psalms 150 says 3 and 5, uh, praise him with the dance. Uh, this is the last song.
Psalm, if you, if you go down to, to the last one and you, you look there, what he's saying, we don't just do this stuff. This isn't just something that some man came up with or, or a man idea. This is a God idea. Turn to your neighbor and say, this worship stuff is a God idea. The fifth one is Shabbat. To address in a loud tone or to shout. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Some people don't like this because they're quiet and they're shy and they don't want to get out of that comfort zone. I remember, I remember the first time I really lifted up my voice in a, in a shout. It was in a, in a very, very small setting, a small service, a small church, and I was new in that church and, and, and had just come to the Lord. And, and, and it was one of those, those kind of worship takeover type deal. And, and, and I remember that, that the, the, the young man that, that we kind of linked up with and was worshiping the Lord and and we just lifted up our voice with triumph with the voice of triumph and shouted out loud that's why that's why there's power in 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 the shout of victory that's why when we when we have a Holy Ghost service and and we want everybody to shout hallelujah together there's something powerful about shouting with your voice uh, with the voice of triumph not just not just head bowed and and closing your eyes and keeping on yourself that's fine and that's good but there's there's another power that comes with opening up your mouth and allowing your lungs just to, to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. That's why when your team wins or, or scores a run, you don't go, oh, good play, good play. It's normal in every other place, but it can be right. Some folks think, why would you do that in church? Church is respectful. You just bow your head and be quiet. You do it for your team. You do it for your sports team. You do it when something good happens, when you're playing the game or, or whatever. You ought all the more do it for God. Don't give more praise to a team that doesn't even know you than a God who created you and loves you. Psalm 63, 3 and 4, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will shabak, I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands to lift them up. I'll lift them up. The sixth one is todah. It's to lift hands in adoration. We lift up our hands in adoration to our great God it's not something again that's man made this is biblical stuff we do this because God likes it we lift up our hands we lift up our voice and praise our God and magnify the king of kings and the lord of lords that scripture is where we get this hand thing Psalms 50 and 23 we offer praise and it glorifies me God says and to him that orders his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God the seventh way uh, that that word praise is translated in Psalms is tala, tihala, tihala, tihala. It's exuberant singing, tihala, tihila, tihila is what it is. Tihila, not tequila. Some people said, praise God, I found my verse. No, that's not what it means. 
Psalms 34 and 1, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. God likes exuberant praise. He likes exuberant singing. He likes it when we begin to worship him. That's his stuff. We're doing it because he likes it. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hurrying along here, familiar scripture in Mark chapter chapter number twelve. In Mark twelve, and 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 and, and don't you think if Jesus had something to say that that he said was important? If he said it was the most important, and, and, and this is a scripture that we talk about a lot about being what is the most important thing. And and, and Jesus says in Mark, in Mark twelve, what happens is is Jesus. This individual comes to Jesus. I'll go ahead and read it to you. Mark 12, 28 through 30, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus has given them a good answer. He said, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. So first and foremost, you've got to know there's only one God. Somebody say Amen. There's not two, there's not three, there's not four, there's not five, there's not a smorgasbord, and you just pick one of them. There's only one God. Somebody say hallelujah. Most important thing. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He's only one. There's only one God. And then he goes on to say, love that one God with all your heart, all your soul. All your mind and all your strength. Somebody say, all right. right. Love that one God with all your heart and soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. God is searching. John chapter 4 says, the Father seeketh such to worship him in spirit and in in truth he's looking he's searching for that individual that will worship him in spirit and in truth three ways here jesus gives us heart and soul mind and strength heart and soul first off what is that god wants us to worship him with our affections with our affections Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. Some say, I don't do that. I've got God in my heart. What if if I said to Molly, uh, uh, whose birthday is tomorrow, by the way, what if I said to Molly, I I, I don't hug, but but I have you in my heart. I don't don't get you in a headlock and squeeze on you, but I've got you you in my heart. I I don't have to do all that. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. Love is not just felt on the inside. It's expressed. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say, well, I'm just not an expressive person. Love is expressed. God didn't just love the world. He didn't just love it. No, he gave. He gave himself to it. He expressed that love. 
book of Psalms is the longest book uh, by a lot. Uh, it's like Psalms, which gives us all these expressions we just went over and the expressions of love to God, which shows God's uh, love language. Note to self, uh, if you want to show someone love, listen to me now, perk up on your seat right now. If you want to show someone love, you don't love them the way you want to be loved. You love them the way they want to be loved. You got it? Now, I say this all the time. I say it especially in the premarital counseling that we do. If, if I'm showing love to Molly or if I'm saying, hey, uh, you know, it's her birthday tomorrow. Hey, why don't we go to a ball game? Why would I do that? Because that's what maybe I would like. But that's not maybe what she would like. So if I'm going to express my love to her and show her how, how I love her so, I'm not doing things that will appease or please me. I'm doing things that actually she wants to do or that she likes to do. That's this whole thing about worship. It's not about us when we're coming in and expressing our worship to God. We're doing it how he wants and the way he wants. And he's got all that stuff written out for us in the word of God that we've been trying to talk about here a minute ago. So, so we looked at these, in, in these 150 chapters and I briefly talked about the, the different ways of praise and, and the different words that are translated from the Hebrew into the English word praise to share and to see how he likes to be loved. He likes clapping. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. He likes bowing down, bowing down physically, bowing down in your spirit. He likes lifting up hands. He likes exuberant singing. He likes shouting. These are the things that he likes. He likes crying, laughing, kneeling, bowing, hands lifted. It's worship to him. Ever gotten back from, 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 from somewhere and someone showed you love, like, like on this birthday? I'm not as good as, as Molly is about this. She obviously, she's not in here, right? And she's probably not listening because she's teaching. Now, you can, just be, you can just be logical and see she likes the, the you know, because when the kids have birthdays, She'll do things like, like in the middle of the night, be, be in the garage making these helium balloons and, 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 and carrying up while they're asleep, carrying up to the room. And you got all these helium balloons in the room and, and, and all this work going in for, for this celebrating of this kid because it's their birthday. Or downstairs, and she's got the, the thing that says happy birthday, and all these balloons are everywhere. And then they come downstairs, and they see all this celebration thing, and it's about them, and it's about their birthday, and just kind of celebrating them. Obviously, and then we miss it when we don't do it for her, because obviously these things are important to her. Right? Are you, you understand what I'm saying here? When you see what somebody else wants and you see what somebody else likes and you kind of see what, what, what it means to them, that's the kind of expression they probably want back. So, Andrew, make sure you blow up those balloons tonight and uh, I'll be sleeping soundly in my bed. And, no, I'll do whatever. But we need to see that and understand that. It's not just, a, okay, well, we'll please him the way we want to be pleased. We'll worship him the way, you know, my personality is not such that I'm going to lift up my hands. My personality is not such that, now I'm saying that you might be saying this, that I'm going to sing out loud or worship out loud or, or even jump up and down. Maybe not. 
But that's what he likes. But that's what he likes. So we worship him his way. We lift up our voice. We do things his way. And he likes, he likes that stuff. I hope you understand what I'm saying today. Psalms 151 through 6, praise. Praise, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Uh, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Uh, praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Uh, praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye. The Lord. Why don't we just lift our hands and praise Him right now together? Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. You're so wonderful. We exalt you. We thank you. We bless your name. Saturday before Palm Sunday, Jesus was in Bethany. Mary had a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus. And he wiped his feet with the hair. She wiped the feet with the hair of her head. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. And Judas Iscariot was there, and he took exception to this worship. Why was this not sold and given to the poor? Not because Scripture says that he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And held the bag. And Jesus said, leave her alone. She's preparing me for burial. She loves much. Because she's been forgiven much. Much forgiveness. Much love. Does anybody in the house remember the pit from which you were dug? Much forgiveness, much love. Has anybody in the house ever been forgiven? Do we realize the level that God has poured out and blessed our lives? Been forgiven, been healed, been set free, been delivered, been pardoned, been set free. We've been delivered. Somebody ought to lift your hands one more time and just thank the Lord for all that he's done in your life. The blessings he's bestowed upon you for the mercy that he's granted you for the grace that he's bestowed upon your life. We clap our hands. We lift our voice. We shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Heart and soul. We worship him with all of our mind. The second thing God wants us to worship him with our attention. With our attention, our affections and our attention. Your family wants your attention, not your money necessarily. What you love the most, you think the most about, that's what your attention is upon. What you love the most, you think the most about, and God wants your attention. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 from the message, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit it into, fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, and you'll be changed from the inside out. Worship 
You become what you worship. Make an appointment with God. Get in God's presence every single day. Worship him. Read about him. Sing to him. Make requests known unto him. Worship him. Commit to it every single day. And watch what your day begins to look like. Your heart and soul. Your mind and then finally your strength God wants us to worship him with our abilities not just hugs and kisses for the family but serve the family as well take care of things doing that is doing it for them doing it for him Hebrews chapter 13 15 and 16 says through Jesus therefore let us continually somebody say all the time let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. When you serve God, do something that God asks you to do. That's worship. When you do something in obedience unto the Lord, that is worship. Your act of obedience is worship to him. Listen, folks, maybe you're here and you've never been baptized in water in the saving name of Jesus Christ. It is for you, and that is your next step. I encourage you to take that step in the Lord. I strongly encourage you to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of all of your sins. And if you really don't know what all that means, we want to let you know. We want to discuss it with you. We want to tell you more about it. God, help our passion level for you to increase. Help our worship to increase heart and soul mind attention and strength our abilities let us worship you with all of these things in Acts chapter 16 and I'm closing Paul and Silas were in a prison they were unjustly in a prison they'd been beaten thrown into the inner prison and at midnight in the darkest hour, they begin to pray, begin to sing praises unto God. And when they praised, the foundation of that jail, the rocks, the concrete, begin to shake. It began to shake when they begin to sing praises unto God. Listen to me, and I'm closing. Their praise moved God which moved the thing that had them bound did you hear that when they began to pray and sing praises unto God the thing that had them bound the chains the jail cell set they were set free their worship and their prayers changed their situation let that sink in this stuff is important it's important to God but not only is it important to God it'll change your situation praise can move the foundation of your situation praise can move the foundation of your situation this morning 
as we stand to our feet all across this house. As we begin to lift our voice and lift our hearts in worship, maybe some want to come and gather around the front and do that. We want to a little bit of time. Not be in a hurry and rush out. It's early yet this morning. Just take a little time to lift our voice in worship with your heart and soul. Worship with your mind. Worship with your strength. Let's come this morning. Come and take our time and offer up some praise and worship unto our great God. I cannot stress enough how important praise and worship is your walk with God. God is worthy. God is worthy. God is worthy. So let's find a place right now and begin to talk to him. Begin to magnify him. Begin to sing praises unto him and allow him to touch. Allow him to bless. Allow him to change our current situation. Let's cast our cares on him for he cares for us. Come on, let's sing. Let's worship. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. It's important to him. It's important to him. I'm going to do it his way. I'm going to do it his way. I'm going to offer up my praise. I'm going to offer up my worship unto him. He is worthy. He deserves glory. He deserves honor. He deserves our praise. Come on, just open up to him. Just open up to him. Just take your time. Take your time and begin to magnify him. Take your time and begin to worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And to you.
Sometimes is it a process? Sometimes and it may not be immediate. Sometimes it may be immediate. But by faith, you keep worshiping. Hallelujah! Keep serving God. Somebody say Amen. 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 Continue to attend your small group this week. If anybody's going out of town on spring break, be safe. Be safe. Now we've talked about the nine and eleven service that'll begin in April. It's been right when COVID uh, hit. We were already in the process and planning that we were going to start two services at that time. And we're just now back around to, to doing it. Uh, at that time, we had previously taken a, uh, a survey of, of who would attend the early one, who would attend the, the later one. And again, this is completely free and open. So you can do whichever one you want, whichever one is, is most convenient for you or whichever one works for you. A lot of people go to both. Serve one, worship one is, is the format that we're doing. You serve one and then you come and worship one. You work one and then you come and you worship the other one where you don't have anything to do. Now, will there be times when we have to worship or, or, or serve both of them? Sure. It's just a part of the growing and, and the process. But just right now by a show of hands, which who what, do you think you'll come to the 9 a.m. one? Let me see your hands. Boom, 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 boom. And, and okay. Let me see the hands that think you'll be at the 11 a.m. one. Some of those were both, both times. Okay. okay. Typically, and in, in what they say, it goes against what, what you would think logically. Logically, you think the 11 o'clock one is the one that, that will fill up and overflow. What they say, what they say, and, and the people that have done it, usually it's the 9 a.m. one that, that is the fuller one. And uh, because people are getting up and, and going to church first thing. And, and that's, so either way, it's going to work out. Uh, uh, you know, some of the hands, I'm not pointing anybody out or, or even thinking of anything right now. But it, it's kind of funny if, if, if some people don't show up till now, sir, it starts at 1030. If you don't show up till 1045 or 11, but you raise your hand for the 9 a.m. one. <laughs> anyway, God is good. And he's greatly to be praised. And, and I love all of you. God bless you richly. If you are a guest in the house, we are so glad 
that you are here worshiping with us. We want you to come and, and be a part. Come again. Come again next, next Sunday. We want you to get connected here at Christian Life. And God bless you richly is, is our prayer. Shake hands with somebody. Maybe give somebody a fist bump, a high five. Tell somebody you're glad to see them this morning. God bless you.